Hello, little boy. Come oh, sit on Santa's lap. <laughs> well, that got a little bit creepy. It always gets creepy at the mall. <laughs> Welcome in, randos. Hint of rum on his breath. <laughs> <laughs> to the Phantom at Random podcast. I am Ed, joined by Brian. Brian. And we are back. And if you are listening to this podcast, congratulations. You survived Christmas 2020. Yeah. Yay! Woo! You know, the way this year has been going, uh, I didn't know if Christmas was going to happen. Well, I guess it really the two weeks after Christmas is what's going to call you out. Yeah, right? I feel like, you know, especially, you know, we're going to get into the news pretty quickly here. But yeah. to my knowledge, did any real like fandom deaths happen this week that you know of? Not that I know of. No. Which, I mean, that's been our news at random, like, heading it for the last X amount of weeks. And yeah. so I feel like 2020 is like, oh, don't worry, it's getting better. That's like, <laughs> yeah. gotcha, bitch. <laughs> well, we don't have the ball countdown this year either, right? No, like the, no, they've got to be doing that. They, I know they canceled it. What they're going to do in place of it, I have no idea. But be the last 10 second countdown, like, seven celebrities will just drop. <laughs> <laughs> 10 drop, nine drop. Eight drop. <laughs> well, speaking of celebrities dropping, uh, this is the final episode of the Fandom Festivus. So, as always, thank you for joining us and listening, randos. But next week, we are going to be doing something pretty damn cool. We are actually doing our first ever award show. Yeah. So, you know, think of the Oscars, but like 10 times as big. Yeah. You know, there's going to be celebrity appearances, guest stars. Best, I mean, our best friend, Chris Evans, will be stopping by. We did get an RSVP from him. Yep. Yep. He'll be uh, he'll be hanging dong, showing it off, <laughs> just like uh, he did a couple months ago. So, yeah. ladies, stay he'll tuned. Be, he'll be bringing his Christmas tree for <laughs> sure. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, think of the Oscars, but it's all going to be fandom-themed, and we're actually going to try to rock the vote on this. We're going to be putting a survey in this weekend. We're going to try to get it on our socials, get it out to you, let you vote. Yep. But it should be pretty cool. We're going to try to make this a yearly thing to end every year. All the best of 2020. Don't they say that you've made it when you're able to say, and the winner is, like you announce a winner? We're going to be doing that. Yeah, I mean, maybe we, I don't, I wouldn't say we've made it, but I mean, you got to fake it till you make it, right? <laughs> Don't be so modest. We've made it. <laughs> oh, man, we're so famous. It's so great. Famous. <laughs> Please pay us. <laughs> so, as always, hop over to fandomatrandom.com if you want to follow us, listen to us, all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. But we have a bunch of cool stuff to cover. We've got the news, and we've got our very last, very fun, very festive fandom focus today mm -hmm. to round out the Christmas season. Brian, are you ready for news, my friend? I think I am. Let's do it. Holy shit. Let's kick the news off with a little Star Wars related news. It's all the rage right now. Yes, The Mandalorian season two finale. It has happened. And this was the way. It was really the way. So, as we've been doing, I mean, Brian, do you want to talk spoilers for all of a minute? Because Randos, so I'll put it this way. I feel wait like about. We have to. Yeah. Wait about 10 seconds, then you can tune out. But all I want to say real quick is that, you know, this season was incredible, in my opinion. 
It's bringing Star Wars back to where it needs to be. It's bringing sexy back as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it really is. It really is. But uh, we're going to be doing a full random recap on season one right the beginning of January. Once season we get through. Two. I'm sorry. See, <laughs> you know what? It's going to feel like you're season already, one and season two. You're already trying to forget 2020, but you're uh, way ahead of yourself. I am. I am. But it was incredible. Yeah, I mean, it was. It, Again, all right, spoilers starting three, two, one. Stop listening. Come back in about three minutes. So, obviously, this season, man, we got Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. We got Boba Fett. Um, and we got Luke fucking Skywalker. Luke Skywalker? Who yeah. the hell saw that coming? Dude, even when I saw the glove and the green saber, I'm like, it can't be him. This is a red herring. There's no way. And little do you know, we get young Skywalker. And we talked about it a couple weeks back, you know, who uh, Baby Yoda, a.k.a. Grogu, when he reached out to the Force, who was he going to reach out to? Is there a Jedi that's going to show up? Yeah. We had a bunch of theories. You know, obviously, Luke was in the conversation, but we didn't think they would yeah. go there, and they no. did. We thought the biggest was Cal Cuttis or whatever his name is. <laughs> Cold like, Cuttis? Cold Cuttis or whatever his name is. <laughs> Cal Kestis? Ian from Shameless Wars. Yeah. <laughs> but, Yeah. I didn't think... Again, they mentioned it. Mark Hamill tweeted the fact that they kept it a secret without any leaks was a fucking Christmas miracle. You the know? same thing with the original Baby Yoda. I mean, they, that was all kept under wraps. So, yeah. I mean, they, they've got... They've got good people on set there. But damn, dude, that parallel between him and Vader, the way he comes on that ship, and the fact that he's killing droids and destroying them and not humans is just... You put it side by side, and it's like like father, like son. And yeah, and what, Bri what Brian's referring to as well, if you go check out Rogue One or hop on YouTube and type in Rogue One Vader scene, yeah. and it is like, it, it's father and son, man, laying waste to people. It's like the Jedi are almost a myth at this point in the Mandalorian. And Sorcerers. We, yeah, we got the view that somebody who's never seen a Jedi would get. Not only that, but you're getting the Jedi. It, that's it. That is the mother of all mother loads of Jedis. My favorite part, too, is how cocky Moff Gideon and Calm was. He, oh, he yeah. was just in there, so cocky, so calm. You know, this is what's going to happen. You know, the um, the dark troopers, they're going to blast through this door. They're going to kill you all. I'll be <laughs> yeah. fine. And nothing could shake this dude for the entire two seasons we've seen him. Right. The second he sees that X-Wing roll in and realizes it's a Jedi, he starts shitting himself. You can literally see just the fear on his face. Yeah, and then doesn't he try and put a blaster through his head? Uh, well, yeah, he tries um, He tries shooting, uh, what's her face? Um, oh, wait, I thought he held it up to his chin for a that, second. Yeah, that was at the end. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it crazy crazy season we're gonna spend a lot of time talking about it in yeah. another two weeks right yeah and then let's just talk about you know Bo-Katan's face when thank you bo <laughs> yeah when Mandalorian walked in with the dark saber I saw this <laughs> video where that TikTok sound came in it was like oh no oh no and her face just drops and it's oh, like, yeah. oh shit but yeah we need to talk we have to have a whole breakdown of that yep yep Fucking Star Wars season. man it's back it's back it's back baby well, speaking of who else is also back. Speaking of wins. Wonder Woman is not. <laughs> 1984. Wonder Woman 1984 dropped on Christmas Day. Yeah. 
And we are going to do a random review on this probably in January. I'm excited. I think we'll either watch it tonight or tomorrow. And um, I'm excited for it. I've been hearing back and forth. It's either pretty bad, pretty good. So Yeah, I've heard more on the side of pretty bad. Yeah. I've heard that the... I heard the main issue is that the plot is just non-existent. <laughs> that, uh, you know, and the fact that it's a two and a half hour film with no plot is yeah. not great. But I mean, DC, come on. What are you doing? What are you doing here? Fuck us, DC. You know, it was Wonder Woman was your one and only property that was. Yeah, that was your golden goose. It really was. Metaphorically uh, speaking, they put her in gold. Yeah. You had it. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to reserve judgment. We haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Like Brian said, we're probably going to check it out this weekend. We'll make some show notes. And then uh, in the coming weeks here, we're going to do a random review on it for sure. Yes, sir. And if you've seen it, Randos, hit us up. Let us know what you think. What else we got, Brian? Oh, we're moving on. We're oh, moving on. Oh, a new I- console has hit the <laughs> shelves. <laughs> so this is so ridiculous, but I I, I, I I have yet to be able to figure out if it was real or not, and then it got announced that it was. So we got the KF console, or is it the KF <laughs> C console? I, and it I, is finger licking good, it's man. Finger licking good. It does many many things. Isn't it like completely specked out like a high end PC? Yeah, it is. And then, uh, it's also got like a chicken maker in it. Right, because I know I'm eating fried chicken while holding the controller for, for a console. So that's what we need. But yeah, it does what? 120 frames per second, 4K. Yeah, so it can... Uh, <laughs> 4K, actually 240 frames per oh, second. yeah. And they claim it is finger-clicking good. <laughs> uh, and I'm <laughs> just looking through all the specs right here. I mean, it, it's legit, too. Yeah, you can, like go thing. You can go and buy this thing, which is just insane. Mark my words. This is one of those things that people will go and buy. Next thing you know, it'll be in demand that they can't keep it on the shelves. And it'll be something that was a complete joke that'll take off. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, they, this was pretty much an April Fool's joke mm. earlier this year that KFC came out and did. And they had so much, like, feedback and groundswell. They were like, you know what? Screw it. We'll make the thing. Right. And you used to see, uh, for people listening, if you used to go to ThinkGeek, thinkgeek.com, yeah. they were notorious for, you know, they were a nerd website that just sold nerd shit. You know, uh, pretty much anything nerd-related, they would make it, they would sell it. And every year during April Fool's, they would come out and it would be all fake products that they would pretend to sell. And it was literally at least 50% of the products that they would offer that were a complete joke. Yeah. They would end up making because people would clamor for it. (laughs) I still remember the notorious one was the, uh, they came out with a Tauntaun sleeping bag from uh from star wars oh yeah and it was complete joke everyone said holy shit we need that Mm -hmm. they ended up making it and sold like hotcakes but yeah uh, the kfc the kfc console it doesn't have a release date price or any um specifications confirmed quite yet but it's real and apparently it's coming so finger clicking good i love it this might be um the sega jaguar or the (laughs) Nintendo. It could, it could be one or the other. Oh, the Colonel. The Colonel's in the console the war. The Colonel has entered the war. Brian, have you seen this news? What? Um, yeah. What, what is with this? Our quick thing about it. So I think they're doing a terrible job at covering up that aliens are trying to contact us. <laughs> you just can't hide it. And the aliens are just... 
You know what? Fine. You want to try and cover it up? We'll just stick it in fucking Quincy. You'll never be able to hide so what, that shit. So what Brian's <laughs> referring to, so there was a mysterious, they're calling it the monolith. It popped up in uh, in Quincy. Oh, Quincy, Massachusetts. Maybe. Whoopsie. Oh, mm-hmm. you listen listening to the fire over there. Yeah. But it's weird. So it's this giant kind of metal rectangular thing. It's completely like so, kind of silver and smooth all the way around. It it almost looks like an alien like beam, and then all around it, almost like a crop circle in the snow. Nobody is, knows how it landed there or how it got there. Which is new because we had the one in Nevada. Yes. Um, it looks almost exactly the same, but it didn't have the patterns around it. Then we had that one go missing. Another one show up in Rome. And then there was another one in the woods in Washington somewhere, but it looked like some kid welded it together in his fucking basement. But they all look the same, dude. And I don't know if anyone's um, seen 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah, kind of. Just saying, the monkeys became humans because of a monolith that looked like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, definitely it's, it's weird. definitely weird. I mean, you, you would think... <sighs> I'll the tell pe- you what. You know, the, I, I, I try not to... I'm a man of science. Yes. And But I do believe there is extra terrestrial life out there a huge anime fan is a man of science yeah, <laughs> yeah. hey man don't, I, don't uh, knock it we had an episode dude we are both believers um and let me tell you i'm not a metal worker per se but i was a mechanic for a long time i've worked on a lot of different things to get these monoliths made welded and shaped and worked like this so quick and placed with pat especially patterns like that no footprints. It would take a lot of um, coordination, communication. It would be hard to get it done without anyone noticing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just, uh, it's so odd. Like, you, you've seen these symbols, too, that are around these things. Yeah. There's no footprints that we can see no. leading away from them when they find these things. And... It's just odd, but just hop on. Google the monolith. It's showing up around the world. You know, it's 2020. Is it the end of the world or well, the beginning of something else? Who maybe knows? that guy from Israel was right. Aliens are trying to contact the I, human race. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. It could be happening. Green lanterns are coming. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of what else is coming. I'm excited. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai season three. Yeah. Cobra Kai. Hoi. So the reason we want to mention this is uh, they moved up the release date, which is pretty damn cool. They're actually releasing it on New Year's Day. I know what I'm doing New Year's Day. It was supposed to release a roughly a week later. So, Brian, I know you're pumped about this. I know my yeah. parents are. They're huge Cobra Kai fans. Dude, I didn't expect anything from it. And then I got into that show and I binged it in a weekend. So it gets pretty real. Like, it starts off lighthearted, whatever. But, dude, Johnny's awesome. Um Oh, shit. I always forget the blonde guy's name. Whatever his name is. I haven't watched it, so I don't know. You haven't? Nope. Dude, you got to check it out. Either way, it gets real, and I'm excited we don't have to wait as long. Season three. Season two ended on a huge cliffhanger, and it's going to be good to see where it goes in season three. I know the season, they were saying um, some of the characters from what Karate Kid 2 are coming in in season three. I heard that. When he went over to um, Japan with Miyagi. As long as they don't bring over Hillary Swank or <laughs> Jaden Smith, I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hopefully not. Yeah. 
I'll have to check it out, though. I was a big fan of the the early Karate Kid films, so... Um, Johnny, yeah. William Zapka. That's who oh, it is. Cool. Yeah, no, dude. If you like Karate Kid as a kid, then you... You'd be hard-pressed to not like this show. Well, speaking of things I liked as a kid and things I like now... Yeah. We call that a professional segue in the business, Brian. Let's talk Christmas. And this week's festive fandom focus, it's our top 10 Christmas movies. Ho, ho, ho. You filthy animals. <laughs> I'm excited about this one. Yeah, this was a fun one to do. I mean, Brian and I, per usual, we kind of both went off on our on our lonesomes. Yep. And we were like, all right, let's, what, what makes our top 10 Christmas films? This isn't like the, you know, I'm going to hop on Google and I'm going to look at the top 10 most popular. No, yeah, screw no. that. That's not how, that's not how we do things here no. at Fandom at Random. No, we do fan service, people. So we, we wanted to choose movies that were, you know, that we personally enjoyed. And, you know, we, we tried to tie in multiple different factors here. I mean, there's nostalgia, yeah. which played a huge factor in this. There's just how good is the film. I mean, comedy, or, horror, like multiple different aspects. In some cases, how good it was at the time it came out. Yeah. Um, because there might be people who haven't seen the, some of the, the things on this list and they're really old. They didn't date well. But to somebody who's seen it as a kid, it's the fucking greatest thing since Wonder Bread. <laughs> yep. So we're going to kick this off again as usual. We're going to go starting at 10. All the way down to number one. Yeah. With one being the best. And then we've got a shit ton of honorable mentions. But Worst to first. Worst right to off, first. <laughs> right off the bat, you know, we had, we were doing our top 10 list and we noticed a common theme amongst both of us that mm -hmm. we had a couple Christmas movies in this list. And I, I stress the fact Christmas movies because these are fucking Christmas yes, movies. They are. But I showed my list to a couple different people and I had a couple, they were like, no, no, that's not a Christmas movie. Bitch, yes, and, it is. And it is. <laughs> and we had a couple of these that were like, you know what? Let's put this at number 10 to kick yeah. things off with the quote unquote Christmas movies that are not Christmas movies, but they totally are Christmas movies. Thrupples edition. Yeah, Thrupples. <laughs> so we've got three of them, which Brian calls a Thrupple. It's a Thrupple. Dude, it's all the rage. I don't know if you're on TikTok, but Thrupples are a thing. <laughs> all right, I'm going to Thrupple myself right now at number yeah. 10. So. We've got Batman Returns. Naturally. Die Hard. I don't agree. And Gremlins. Naturally. <laughs> so I agree with two of them. Well, they're they're all Christmas films. They, Come on. Yeah, they are. All so right. Batman Returns <laughs> goes without saying. I mean, literally takes place during Christmas. You got Danny DeVito's very festive penguin. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer wearing yeah, the, a lot of leather, which awakens something in young me. Yes, it does. You know, Merry Christmas to me watching yeah. that film. Mm -hmm. Got to cut the Christmas tree when you see her. Uh, Gremlins, as you mentioned, takes place during Christmas. So we got, Art yeah, we got uh, comic books, action, and horror. I mean, yeah. Gremlins yeah, quasi, quasi horror, comedy horror. horror. Right. So again, Gremlins. Arguably the best Christmas present ever. You get Gizmo, the little Mogwai. Until Grogu came along. <laughs> <laughs> we 
which, uh, you know, he, unfortunately, he multiplied. They fed him after midnight, and we know what happened. Yes. And then Die Hard, the action Christmas film. So... Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Mr. Falcon. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm. You know, we got to edit this podcast, bro. Until Hans Gruber doesn't fall <laughs> from the tower. <laughs> so, Batman Returns, Die Hard Gremlins, a thruffle, as Brian calls Batman it. Batman Returns is a better Christmas Tim Burton movie than Nightmare Before Christmas. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... It, I note they I, are all Christmas movies. I've noticed Burton has a hard on with Christmas. He does. Edward Scissorhands, a uh, couple right. other films which we probably could have mentioned here. Probably, but yeah. So those are our three, and we, uh, we we're on the Tim Burton train all season long. We don't need to go on the Tim Burton train for Christmas. <laughs> so we wanted to go through those quickly, uh, where it was uh, three of them. We'll spend more time on some of these other ones, but I do want to mention quickly before we move off of these. But Gremlins. The one thing about Gremlins that makes it kind of a fucked up Christmas movie is the, dude, that creepy story <laughs> that I can't think of her name, but she, um, the, she talks to the main protagonist and they're, they're sitting down like on the couch in his house and she tells the story about how her dad like died coming down the chimney. Oh, right. And it's right. this weird, like three to four minute, like monologue. Was it Phoebe Cates? It, w- it was, was Phoebe from Cates. Fast Time yes. at Ridgemont High. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. And you're just sitting there like, I've seen her tits before. I know <laughs> I've seen her tits before. Where have I seen her tits before? Oh, she's telling this really messed up story about her dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love me some Phoebe Cates, but yeah, it, wicked, just weird, like just out of nowhere, creepy story about like her dad breaking her neck coming down the chimney, and that's yeah. why she doesn't like Christmas. It's like, whoa. What, what is this? Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. Like, and then, what's going on? What is more? There's nothing more festive than that. I forgot about that. What else is going to get you in the Christmas spirit? Then, then death. Dad Come trying on. to play Santa and having it backfire <laughs> on him. Oh, so yeah, we're weird. Number yeah. ten was uh, the thruffle. The thruffle. Number nine, Brian. Talk about this one. Jack Frost. Another Michael Keaton hey! film. If you want to cry, back to back Michael Keaton. <laughs> if you want to cry on Christmas. Dude, watch Jack Frost, especially if you have daddy issues. Look, looking at all you girls out there. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, seriously, dude, it's about... Check me out on OnlyFans! <laughs> yeah! I see you in the quarantine, you little hot mamas. Um, it's about a snowman who comes to life with the soul of a dead dad. And it gets pretty fucking sad. But Michael Keaton is awesome through the whole movie, even though he's playing as a snowman. And it's overall a very good a uh, feel good film for the family definitely. yeah it it teaches a good story like you said about the quote unquote you know absentee father yep gets the second chance after dying and bonds with the child and and you it, get a badass song at the beginning yeah merry christmas baby <laughs> you do and then it's a it's an absolute tearjerker at the end Yes, yes, it is. The effects haven't aged all that well, but it's still a very good movie. So, Jack Frost, number nine. Number eight, Brian, you've got two back-to-back here I want you to talk about. I know, I didn't realize this. Krampus! Krampus! We just talked about Krampus, what, two, three episodes ago? Yeah, so it had to make Um, its way into our top ten. It had to make its way here. You might be thinking, based off the episode, if you listen to it, well, isn't that a horror movie? Let me tell you. No, maybe the last 15 minutes of this movie could be classified as like classic horror, but the rest of the movie, dude, it's about having a messed up, chaotic family 
and having them all over on Christmas Day and just hating what the holiday is about. And then you learn your lesson that family can die by crazy gingerbread men or toys that come to life <laughs> or a blizzard or a plow. Many different ways that they could get taken away from you. And you should just enjoy the fact that your family is there on Christmas. So <laughs> realistically, it's like a comedy through most of the movie. It's a really good Christmas movie when you boil it down. So if you're not necessarily into horror, but you like Christmas movies, check it out. It's fucking, it's great. Until Krampus shows up. Until Krampus shows up, who's fucking disturbingly ugly at the end. But either way, the rest of the movie is a great Christmas movie. And if you don't know who Krampus is, go back a couple episodes. Yeah. We just talked about No him. cheating. You go back and you listen. <laughs> Number seven, Scrooged. This one's on you because yeah. I've never seen it. I know Bill Murray's in it. That's I'll talk. It. That's enough said. <laughs> the fact that Bill Murray is in this Christmas movie automatically puts it in the top ten. If Zombieland taught me anything, once you see him, you shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> so Bill Murray, and the thing I liked about this was because Bill Murray is generally when you see him in films, he's usually kind of the slapstick character, yeah. or the uh, you know the 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 charming humoristic type of guy uh in this film he's he's like the bad dude he's like an a-hole like tv executive uh yeah and you know a lot of people know abenezer scrooge this movie's called scrooge it's a play on a christmas carol where he gets visited by the three ghosts yada yada they go through it but it it's a great great mix of comedy with a christmas carol thrown in and they took more of a modern take on it with bill murray and it's just it hits home so well. I just remember walking through Blockbuster and seeing the cover with him, the cigar in his mouth, and a skeleton hand yes. reaching through the uh, off the side of the cover. That's all I remember of it. So, like you said, it's it's a great, it's just a great mix of everything. It's a good mix of Christmas. You've got the horror aspects thrown in. You've got a ton of humor. So, it's to this day one of my favorite Christmas time movies, and uh, it it holds the test of time. Yeah, you can watch it today, and it's still great. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to watch it. I feel like that's one of the classic Christmas films that I just haven't seen at all yet. Absolutely. Absolutely, Absolutely. dude. You got to watch oh, that. By the way, Ed, um, shitter's full. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which, number six. <laughs> Christmas vacation. How do you talk about a Christmas list without National Lampoon on there? Oh, you got to have that poon in yeah. this list. Which I Googled earlier. This movie was not necessarily reviewed well. I was surprised to see. But it's a classic nonetheless. And you ask anybody their top five list of Christmas movies, this is probably going to pop up. It's funny. A, a lot of these Christmas movies, I think A Christmas Carol was actually the same. Uh, not A Christmas Carol. Um, Scrooged. No, no, no. What am I thinking of? It's going to come to me. It's going to come. <laughs> a Christmas story. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it did not It did not do well when it came out, and it, it became just really through repetition alone. I'd argue that's because what makes a good Christmas movie doesn't necessarily make a good movie. Mm. Like, the cliche feel-good is way overdone in movies. But it, you need it in uh, most Christmas movies. So, yeah. It's because Christmas movies need to have the cliches in there. But Christmas Vacation, you know, Chevy Chase at his best, the Griswolds, and just... <laughs> 
all the things that could go wrong do go wrong yeah. during Christmas time. And just Would just you, seeing Chevy Chase's Clark Griswold rolling with the punches, his cousin Eddie coming in. Pretty sure I got butterfly stitches on my chin after watching this because <laughs> I greased the bottom of my sled and ended up going across I-93 and fucking... <laughs> <laughs> that was a good scene, yeah. But there's so many classic moments from this movie and you know this was more this is one of the more like especially during its time one of the more risque yeah christmas type of films you kind of forget when you get older how much more risque the like you get to see beverly d'angelo's tits and um the first vacation i think which i never realized yep it, you i always thought they were like pg movies and then you go back as an adult you're like no no they weren't <laughs> no you, you got to see the griswolds right and then you get to see chevy J. <laughs> You had to see Chevy Chase fucking freak out on his boss. It's pretty good. It's a really good movie. <laughs> yeah, so it's a it's a classic. It deserves to be in this list. And, you know, the nostalgia factor alone, for show. Right. I mean, all the vacations. But when it comes to Christmas, Christmas vacation rules. Number five. You're a mean one. Mr. Grinch. Jim Carrey version. Yeah. So... I think we both decided on this one. Jim Carrey's the How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah, and you know it, it does need to be specified because obviously there's the original animated version. Which is what, like 25 minutes long? It's not long, and it's, it, it's old, man. When did that come out? Was that Ugh. like the 70s? I don't even know, but I know the reason I didn't put it on this list because unlike some of these other choices, when you get... Uh, 15 to 20 minute long TV short. You, I, first of all, you, I don't think you can call that a movie. Second of all, Jim Carrey is amazing. And I'll tell you, I hated this movie the first time I saw it. Really? Yeah, I did not like it. And then I went back another Christmas and watched it and completely changed my mind. So It's fantastic. And so there's the original cartoon version. And then there was the newer animated version with Benedict Cumberbatch. 1966 was Holy the shit. Yeah, yeah. 60s. <laughs> so you had the newer animated version, which was all uh, computer animated with we Benedict watched, Cumberbatch. We just watched that two nights ago. But, and eh, eh. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, the Jim Carrey Grinch live action is just perfection in every way yeah and i mean there's memes about it you know yeah i mean classic jim carrey just every single way and you may not know this but the the suit the contacts is the entire thing that he had to wear while he was filming this it was so uncomfortable and itchy and he had to stay in it for so long <laughs> he actually had to be trained by like navy seals on like torture damn on like how to like pretty much get through it and survive it because wow. he would be in so much physical discomfort while trying to film this no shit because they they you know keep in mind once he's in it would take them god knows how many hours to put him in the oh, full yeah. suit and makeup yep. and contacts and then he's in it filming for god knows how long and yeah they said it was like mentally just driving him crazy not only that fun fact but uh cindy lou who i think i mentioned before was taylor momsen from the pretty reckless yes. that's where she got her start and then um chip what was i gonna say as we know baby yoda is like the cutest animal in the world right now sure well baby grinch is literally the opposite of that spectrum <laughs> the ugliest fucking baby creature that we've ever seen which in a way has its own kind of magic every time i see that baby 
Grinch, I'm just like, oh, oh. I kind of get goosebumps and the chills at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. But it's a, it's just a great film. It's another movie that every Christmas, you know, I can still watch it to this day. Out of the three that are out there, I think this is the one I've watched the most, even though I still have much love for the original. The original's good, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I give love to the original. We're in the top four, Brian. Yes. We are in the top four. And you, you all might know a little song, a little song called Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Had a very shiny bone. Oh, shit. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, dude, the animated version, this one, I think, was, what, 67, maybe? Claymation. Yeah, the Claymation. The OG old-school Claymation. So, this was the only Claymation-type movie that made our top 10. Yes. There were other in consideration, mainly Santa Claus is Coming to Town. That one is also fantastic. You know, you got- 64. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to talk about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which we mentioned. We talked about our Santas, our top mm-hmm. 10 fictional Santas a couple episodes back. But um, Santa in this movie sucks. He's kind of a dick. Yes, he but, does. Yeah. But the movie overall is fantastic. You know, you've got <clears throat> Rudolph. You've got Herbie, the elf that wants to I become a dentist. I don't want to be an elf. <laughs> I want to be a dentist. <laughs> Uh, you've got Yukon Cornelius, all the silver and gold the mining away. snowman. Bumbles and bounce, man. So, I was just mentioning this. A lot of you older folk might be, well, that was a television. This was a television special, but almost an hour long. And everyone nowadays thinks of it as a movie. That's why it's considered top 10 Christmas movies. This is one I have to watch every year. No matter what, no matter how much time I have, if there's one Christmas movie I have to watch every year, it's this. Yeah, and by none. And it's just and such, that's nostalgia, pretty much. And it was kind of cool how, like, you know, early on it had a good message too about how, like, if you're different, you know, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay to be different. It's okay yeah. to be a misfit, and you know, you still have a place in the world to like yeah to shine basically it was a metaphor like the island of misfit toys was your local sanatorium where people who a were different, santa a santatorium a santatorium where you got locked up and uh got a rubber room and a suit <laughs> yeah that was kind of weird they were like all right you're a misfit go to the island yeah it, back then that shit happened so this movie was a big deal speaking <laughs> of which i'm gonna put you on the spot with some fandom trivia real quick oh jesus so I recently did a Christmas trivia thing at my work, and one of the bonus questions was, name as many of the toys on the (laughs) Island of Misfit Toys as you can. Can you name any of them right now? Oh, my God. Um, Think of the song. Dude. I know the Gary in the Box, maybe? No. No? I know it's a different name than Jack in the Box. Oh, Nobody wants a uh, Larry in the box. Nope. Oh God, I can't remember. Literally, I think that's the only one I could think of. Um, Nobody wants a maybe a raggedy Charlie in the oh, box. Oh, Charlie in the box. That's what it is. Other, other than that, literally, I'd have to wrap. Cowboy and the ostrich. Oh, yep. A dolly named Sue, which actually quick I was going to f- say there was a Raggedy Ann doll that wasn't called so Raggedy Ann. A dolly named Ann. Sue, and a quick fun fandom fact, like, why would a dolly named Sue be a misfit? 
it actually comes out she was clinically depressed oh. which is why she was on the island of misfit toys that was like a behind the scenes thing okay that the i, I told you i told you it was a metaphor for a sanitarium dude yeah. this shit was dark <laughs> <laughs> i wish i gotta start researching that because i'm very what about the lion guy he's not a misfit toy right he's the king of the island of yeah misfit he was toys. the king yeah oh what was uh, I want to say Aslan, but that was... Uh, I think it was Atreyu. It, no, I'm just kidding. Was it Aslan? I think so. Or is that the uh, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? That's Hang a on. good question, though, because nobody who's seen that movie, even every year, like I said, they might be able to get the Charlie in the box, but other than that, I don't think you're going to get anything else. <laughs> Uh, bu- 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 yeah, I'm looking dude, it up. But he was, he was basically... Oh, he's King Moonracer. Si- oh, Moonracer. What was he, a James Bond film? <laughs> I was right. Okay. Yeah, Aslan's freaking Carnival oh, Sonaria. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. <laughs> that makes sense, I guess. At yeah. least I, I was like, all right, I'm thinking lion, At talking least lion. talking about like a dog or something. You got the <laughs> lion part, right? <laughs> anyway, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, 1966. No matter what year we're in, this movie will always be for me. Every year at, on Christmas Eve. Bumbles bounce. Bumbles bounce. Number three. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Kevin! <laughs> home Alone. Yeah, dude. How can you name a list without Home Especially our age. That was it when we were kids. Yeah. We've talked about it a little bit before, but when this film came out, Brian and I were literally the same age as Kevin McAllister. Yeah. And I fell in love with this film, and it's just such a cool concept kid gets stuck at home during the holidays he's all alone you get to he's eating whatever he wants doing doing whatever whatever he wants in the house it's funny so a lot of the horror groups i'm in they always describe this heart this crazy horror movie where these two burglars break into some crazy kid's house and he tortures them the whole night bashing breaking their face open with paint cans stabbing their feet with nails like and if you really think about the plot of the movie and if you describe it in heart which we should do an episode on that what movies can we take and describe them to you know to fit as a horror film yeah Home alone would be number one but absolutely it's, it's like a running joke not only that, dude, but you got the talk boy out of it. We were talking about that on our 90s toy episode. That was Home episode. Alone too. Was it? Yeah, Talk Boy came well, in Home Alone okay, too. Okay, so technically Home Alone franchise brought the talk boy, but did the video game come out after Home Alone 2? I can't remember. Because, dude, it spawned a whole like video game line, a toy line. That's how you know it was big. But this film, like... Every single time, you know, rocking around the Christmas tree, have a happy, you can't, you cannot help but think of that classic scene where, you know, you've got the, the wet bandits out in their van and they're trying to look through and they see everybody dancing and it's Kevin inside just, (laughs) he's got the strings, there's the, the, He's got the giant like pinup dude on the train going and around. Dude, you had everybody. You had John. Even had John Candy in there. Is in the back of the truck. Yeah, you know, it was just such a great movie. It was every kid's fantasy. And then just to be a hero and destroy the two burglars, Joe Pesci. Who was that guy? He was in Bushwhack too. The other wet bandit. I can't think of his name. Me neither. But anyway, yeah, dude. Number three, Home Alone. You doesn't get better than that except for two more (laughs) i was gonna say it it might just get a little better yeah number two 
<laughs> Number two, the Santa Claus. Which, I, if I'm not mistaken, this is Taylor's favorite. This would be her number one, and I'd fight back and forth. Yeah, with we, this one. Yeah, we we kind of did ourselves. We were we were debating on whether we want this at number one or. Yeah, we fought over it a little bit. There's a ring out back. We put on the gloves. We were like, <laughs> all right, whoever wins. But I mean, this movie is kind of. I don't want to say the perfect Christmas movie, but it's pretty damn close, at least for our generation. Right. And it hits everything. The nostalgia factor, the Christmas spirit, the humor, the just every single box that you can check of what makes an awesome Christmas movie. Yeah. This hits. And it had the cool twist on the title, on the name Santa Claus. It was yeah, with the E at the end. and a contract. It was... And... Um, the fact that you couldn't escape being Santa Claus was just funny. When he shaves and uh, he's looking in the mirror and all the hair grows oh, yeah. back right there. It's just so cool. It was really funny. Again, another tearjerker at the end of that movie. Um, it was. And I, again, a lot of these films that are so great and that we enjoyed so much, they do have kind of deeper, darker themes. And you see it here with, you know, he's trying to... He's trying to rekindle and he's bonding with his son over the fact that he's becoming Santa. Right. Yet at the same time, it's like he's getting in deep shit about it. Like to the point that his ex-wife is like, I'm going to pull custody from you. And another theme I'm seeing on this list, dude, the greatest comedians we've had in our time at one point started a great Christmas movie. You have Chevy Chase. In Christmas Vacation, you have Bill Murray and Scrooge, Jim Carrey and the Grinch, um, well, Kevin McAllister, Macaulay Culkin. That's a whole nother story. Michael Keaton's a funny <laughs> dude. Not really a no, comedian. I but. mean, not a comedian. But then you have um, Tim Allen as a Santa Claus, and who knows what number one's going to hold, you know? It's true. But that's a, I just noticed that theme for the first time. Huh. Yeah. yeah. So Santa Claus is... Just goes to show comedy and like emotion mix well. They do. They do. And uh, it, comedy and darkness just mix really well, too. Yeah. Which, uh, another interesting theme we may be exploring in a future episode. Mm-hmm. Dark mm -hmm. comedies. A Marvel guy may have got his name after this <laughs> subject. Let's get into... <laughs> let's get into our number one Christmas movie. Yep. And... Dude... I mean, we, we went back and forth, but at the end of the day, Brian and I were like, all right, what movie can we throw on every single Christmas, never get sick of year after year? And we wanted to mix in, you know, it, it's not super old, but it's old enough that the fact that it's got a little bit of nostalgia, but current day us is still like, all right, this is something we're going to watch forever. Yeah. So it has the best of both worlds. It has aged well you could watch it today and think it was made recently mm -hmm. but also has a nostalgia feeling for when it came out you know absolutely absolutely freaking and that surprised. would be what is it what is it elf oh from will uh d starring will ferrell the one of the best comedians in the world that's what I, <laughs> I know him. I know him. Oh, dude. That's what I was saying. I just noticed this. Then you have Will Ferrell to top it all off and as Buddy the Elf. It's just so fucking funny. It is. And this movie is just, whether you're young, whether you're old, it's just awesome. It, it's just got 
top to bottom. Will Ferrell is just absolutely hilarious as Buddy the Elf. <laughs> yeah. And it's so quotable, too. I mean, there's just so many goddamn funny moments. Call me an elf. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> You're an angry elf. Dude, that was... Uh, yeah, that was... You must be from the South Pole. <laughs> you must be from the South Pole. Um, that was the first time I saw Tywin Lannister ever. That was before... <laughs> Tyrion. Was Tyrion Lairs. Yeah. That was before he got into Game of Thrones. And um, just he, he played the character so goddamn good. Like a human who grew up with elves and had the, the personality of an elf. Like when he answers the phone. Buddy the elf, what's your favorite color? <laughs> you know? You're not Santa. <laughs> you sit on a throne of lies. You sit on the throne of lies. Uh, the, this is another one where a bunch of one-liners and then um, we actually had one of the best Santas in this movie too on our list last week, didn't we? Uh, I thought. Oh, yes, did. yes. Yeah. Ed Asner. Yeah, Ed Asner, right. Yeah, yeah. Ed, As- Ed Asner name. Santa was great. I thought you were referring to uh, <laughs> the the fake Santa. Oh, no. Not the Throne of Lies which, Santa. <laughs> which was, uh, what's his face that was on Howard Stern? Uh, oh, my God. I'm going to look it up. Keep talking about Elf. Pat Oswalt? No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, dude. This is actually, I'd say, like, as far as one-liners go, almost on par was super bad i just remember growing up when this came out i think i was a teenager and everybody would just recite the lines from this movie going on and on and on about it because that's what will farrell movies do and again i could bounce between the santa claus and elf every year so depending on the year you ask me i might say one or the other but this year i'm gonna say elf yeah Artie lang Artie lang oh yeah so another funny bastard who uh, pretty much does not have a nose anymore because he did way too much cocaine. Whoa! So yeah. Santa was uh, has Santa- to be a lot of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, Santa was snorting a bunch of that uh, that had, snow. Had too much snow in the North Pole apparently. <laughs> but I mean, the list just goes on and on and on with this film. And another, I mean, you know, depending on the type of list I'm doing, I could have a way different list too. There's a couple I could have mentioned, like um, Black Christmas, the original from 1976, or the 2006 remake. Those are both crazy, messed up horror movies. Um, I could have a rom com list because I'm a sucker for rom coms. I could have Lame, Yep, Love Actually, or Bad Santa. <laughs> but giving we it should, to we, somebody in the ass is definitely romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> we should talk about some audible mentions. So I mean, yeah. and before we get off of Elf, real quick too, Zoe Deschanel. Oh ah, man, right. Yep. One of one of my faves. She has such a pretty face. She should be on a Christmas card. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the movie's just fucking great. Yeah, it, it doesn't get old, which is why it's number one because. <laughs> You can watch it over and over and still be happy. I'm singing <laughs> and I'm in a store. <laughs> Elf, number one. So real quick again, uh, number 10, Batman Returns, Die Hard, Gremlins. Number nine, Jack Frost. Number eight, Krampus. Number seven, Scrooge. Number six, Christmas Vacation. Number five, The Grinch, Jim Carrey version. Number four, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Number three, Home Alone. Number two, The Santa Claus. Number one is Elf. Quick honorable mentions. Brian, stop me if you want to mention or talk more. Yep. We got Bad Santa. You got... <laughs> Jungle All the Way. I was going to say, that's I, typed, a whole, that's a I typed way, on that one. That's a way different movie, Ed. Jingle All the Way. Yeah, total different Turbo list. Man. <laughs> uh, 
Christmas Carol and the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yep. Both are great. Miracle on uh, 34th Street, which uh, I'm going to mention the, the newer one. The newer one. With I, the black, Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the black and white one, it's classic, but the newer one was where it was at. Yeah, you can't enjoy it unless you're like 75 or old. I put this one in here, too. It's not really, I guess... But screw it. I mean, we mentioned Die yeah. Hard, but I'm going to say Frozen. I'd I'd argue Harry Potter is the same thing. That's yeah. my next honorable mention. And Taylor will have my head when she listens to this episode, but sorry, honey. Just I do. I mean, I watch Harry Potter. I watch all the Harry Potters every Christmas, too, because it, it's classic, man. Hogwarts Christmas. It is, yeah, but that's like five minutes of the movie, so. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. It counts. <laughs> Uh, Frosty the Snowman, gotta mention it, Santa Claus Coming to Town, Nightmare oh, Before skipped, Christmas. Yep, we skipped the biggest one, too, A Christmas Story. Yep, yep. A lot of you might not be wondering why that's on the list, but that's because it's on 24 hours every fucking year. Uh, Claus, Klaus, however you want to pronounce it. That's a new one you should all check out. Trading Places. You're welcome, Dad. Yep. He, he, he's like, you got it's got to be in your top yeah. ten. I'm like, no, it's, it, it doesn't. Us, neither of us have seen it, but <laughs> he's done well by us. So he deserves a shout out on Trading Places. <laughs> uh, Black Christmas, you already mentioned. Love Actually, again, your yep. rom-com obsessed self. Trust me, watch it. You won't regret it. And a newer one that almost made the list, which I just watched, The Christmas Chronicles. Yeah. You can hop on Netflix and check it out. That's you, cool, Santa. If you want to start like a new tradition with your new kid, the Christmas Chronicles is good. It's All, good enough. Also a huge tearjerker, man. Yeah. I forgot at the end how good it can get. <laughs> but absolutely, it's one of those things where your parents or you might not know it, but your kid will grow up remembering it. It's one of those movies, you know? Hell's yeah i love christmas just such a happy time <laughs> <laughs> well randos thank you for tuning in as always we will be back to finish out the new year my god thank god this year is over finishing it out by finish him oh yeah i mean finish him but award ceremony celebrity death pool we've got a ton of shit to cover next week yeah we're Ryan, ending, i'm ready we're ending Come and end 2020 with Phantom at Random. It's <laughs> going to be ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Later, Randos. Merry Christmas. Adios.